Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, and I am your host, Peter. We are doing a bonus episode where we're going to give you an instant take on the 2016 uh, Magnificent Seven, directed by... Antoine Fuqua. Uh, joining me on this review is a co-host of mine uh, named Keith. Hey, how's it going? Alright, so uh, the movie, if you didn't know, was, uh, stars Denzel Washington um, as uh, Chisholm, Chris Pratt as Josh Faraday, Ethan Hawke as uh, Goodnight... What's the last name? Oh, it's it's French or Cajun or something. But uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Jack Horn, Byung Hun Lee as Billy Rocks. That name is kind of questionable. Uh, Manuel Garcia Rolfo as Vasquez, uh, Martin Sensmeyer as Red Harvest, Haley Bennett as Emma Cullen, Peter Sarsgaard as Bogue, uh, the bad guy, um, Luke Grimes as Teddy Q. That's pretty much it, I'd say. Those those were the major players in the movie, yeah. Yeah, so Magnificent Seven is uh, essentially a remake of Three Amigos, which is a remake of the uh, Magnificent Seven from the 1960s, which was also a remake of Akira Kurosawa's um, Seven Samurai. So a woman whose uh, husband gets murdered by some um, tycoon, she decides to hire a bunch of men to um, protect them from the bad guys. And the movie spends a lot of time recruiting and kind of getting to know some of the characters. Uh, Keith, what is your overall uh, reaction to this movie? Non-spoiler. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I'm glad I saw it, but... I don't need to see it again anytime soon, I guess. Like, like once is enough, I think. Okay, uh, I enjoyed it too. Um, I wasn't really highly anticipating this movie. Um, Anton Fuqua is kind of a hit and miss with me. Uh, Denzel, clearly I am a big fan of his. Uh, I would not put this near the top of um, any of my favorite Denzel movies, I would say. What about you? I'm not a huge Denzel fan, actually. I think he is the same character in every movie. He's he's always solid, but never exceptional. So, um, and he didn't need to be the leading role in this. I don't think. Okay. Um, let's see. Just just so we uh, can avoid some spoilers, let's give it um like a rating, and then I'll play like the trailer or something like that, and then we can kind of talk about some some of the specifics of the story. You know, some of the things we like. Um, but I, I guess some of the non-spoiler things, what do you think about the story? Like how uh, these men were hired to protect this town? It's a tried and true story, but coming from, you know, a modern era, how it comes into play, I thought was like, it, it's, I mean, you know, it's hard to believe that this goes on. I mean, like we weren't around in, you know, 1878, but like I believe stuff like that happened, but it's hard to think that this is how they came into play. Do you buy how easily some of these guys uh, signed on to, for for this job? It was very quick to me. It's like, oh, hey, we just met. Come, come, you know, save this town with me. I did. I did find it very interesting that um, at least Ethan Hawke's character and also Chris Pratt's character they kind of signed on. And as they're on their journey to recruit more men, they question, okay, so what is this for? Like, you already say yes without even knowing what the plan is. So that's what we got going on here. Um, 
do you what are some of your uh, favorite characters that that kind of stand out uh, in this movie? Pratt. I mean, Chris Pratt was great. I I felt like in the beginning of the movie they try to make him be a jerk, like try to push you away from him. But he was he had more character I thought than anyone in the movie. And then um, the the Asian assassin. I mean, it's always cool to see badass shit like that go down. Yeah, um, I I kind of. They were all pretty good. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was probably my least favorite because he, it, it was more of the way he spoke. Um, sometimes it was kind of hard to understand him. And I think he was kind of uh, like a comedic relief in a way as well. He had a really high-pitched voice, which is like watching him from like um, Law & Order or Daredevil. It, it, it doesn't suit him, I don't think, but... There wasn't enough backstory to understand why he he spoke like that. Like they kind of hint that you know maybe he had a little bit of religious things going on, and but there wasn't a lot to explain what was happening with him. One of the things that I did hope was that um, they were gonna. I I thought that these guys were essentially hired for their like particular skill set. It didn't seem like they really had anything that was like exclusive to them. It was more so that they were just like really good fighters. I think he, he kind of touches on the movie, Denzel's character, that they're tempered. They're people who have been in battle before, and they're not going to fold under pressure. I think that was what he was going like Because he even says, like, what happens when they meet real men, referring to the seven being real men. Yeah, they, they definitely did that. Um, and there was uh, this thing going on with Pratt's character, too, that you mentioned. like um, They made him kind of an alcoholic uh, in there as well. And the problem with it, I thought, is that they did in the Suicide Squad, too, is when you have so many people, seven, it's hard to build a backstory for all the characters. Like, why is he an alcoholic? Is he hiding something? Is he hiding pain? You know, is, or is it just because he's supposed to be an Irish gambler that he's an alcoholic? I forgot that he was Irish, too, because they do talk about that a little bit. Um, what do you think about the uh, character uh, played by uh, Haley there? I, for- I forgot her name already. <laughs> I, you know, she's the strong woman archetype. I, I had issues with her character. And like, I know it's like the garment they wear, but you just lost your husband and you're going around with your shirt and buttoned down to your navel almost. And like, and they tell her like, hey, if you're going to fight, wear pants. And then you see her run around in a little dress. It just, I didn't like her character. Yeah, she didn't, um, as far as a character goes, she wasn't really working for me either. Uh, I did mention to you during the movie that uh, it was kind of distracting that, you know, her shirt was kind of, it was really revealing. You know, you get to see her cleavage. Uh, Not to the point where it's like really distracting, but it's there. It's very noticeable. Um, That's just something that I didn't need in this Western. Uh, As a Western, what do you think about it? Because going into this movie, I thought it was going to be a little bit more dark, maybe a little bit more gritty as a Western. You know, I got I got a like a maverick feel from it. Um, It was much less of a comedy than uh, um, God, the Three Amigos was. I mean, there were serious tones to it, but. It, there wasn't like a lot of darkness like i i kind of wanted a darker grittier movie and it, it was a little lighter it's um yeah i mean i wanted more i wanted more violence and like, like why was the villain that much of a dickhead i mean why was he so bad and he willing to do all these things to get what he wanted there had to be something behind it and it was never explained and you just have to take it for what it is and i just wanted more 
Yeah, they they don't um, go too far into uh, Bogue's backstory. We just know that he is bad, and this is something he's done all across the country, um, at, at least in Kansas and California, you know, uh, the, the two places that they kind of touch on. But uh, what do you think of Peter Sarsgaard as the, uh, as the villain? Do you think he was menacing enough? For what he was, yes, because he wasn't like, you know, a bruiser villain. He is not like, you know, like... Six five and muscular, but he was like the sneaky weasel type villain. He used, you know, his brains and his and his influential with money to get what he wanted. Yeah, he really does hide behind his henchmen. You know, he he sends them to do the dirty work. Um, what would you rate this movie? Let's go out of ten. One to ten. Uh, ten being the best, obviously. Um, what would you rate this? I'd probably go six and a half to seven. I mean. I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I'm not upset that I saw it. I just don't need to see it again anytime soon. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. Um, I probably won't buy this when it first comes out. Um, maybe during Black Friday, you know, something <laughs> something inexpensive. I mean, it's it's still got a pretty damn good cast. Um, you know, you, you, <laughs> well, I already own Three Amigos, which I also reviewed. If you guys want to go back and check that out, which I reviewed with my son, who was then fifteen, maybe fourteen, going on fifteen. But anyway, yeah, I I liked it. Uh, out of ten, I'm probably gonna give it. I, I think I agree with you about six and a half, seven. Um, I think the the uh, the third act was extremely long. It was a great battle. It had great action in it, but. I think they could have focused a little bit more on the characters. Maybe, you know what I needed? I needed more from the townsfolk. You know, I needed to care about them more for me to understand the purpose of the Magnificent Seven as to why they're doing this. I don't think, like, the that town, the townsfolk was worth saving. Well, the only time you really see the town get involved, it's the seven are well not all of the seven but some of them are actually degrading the townspeople like oh you can't hit the broad side of a barn so you feel like they're so inferior to the seven that you don't care if they die yeah it, it, i mean that's why i say give me more like um i didn't care when the the lead uh woman when her husband died i mean matt bomer handsome guy <laughs> magic mike right he, yeah. he's in, he's in both movies white collar white collar yeah so when when he died, I mean, we we knew very little. He he was clearly one of those people that were trying to stand up for the town, and he, I guess that's well, I, I guess that's not spoiler because that's that's the you, reason you, you hire. Yeah, you understand, understand. right? So, yeah, I just I needed I needed more. I didn't feel for any anybody um, really, even out of the Magnificent Seven, maybe Denzel's. Uh, backstory I felt for him. Um, I did like Ethan Hawke's character. Um, you know, most of them, most of the uh, the guys of the of the Magnificent Seven, I did like their characters, but I, I needed more. I, I really didn't care for the townsfolk and uh, their their lack of purpose. Really, they're just trying to do a good deed, which I don't think it was earned. So uh, I they're really drawn in to Denzel's mission, and they don't understand what his real mission is they're just kind of like brought along with it okay um i yeah hopefully we didn't spoil much there um we we really try to 
I mean, who's one to recruit I mean, if you've seen Three Amigos, you pretty much know the story. But uh, at this point, I'll go ahead and just play like a, a little trailer, and we'll come back and just t- talk about like some of the things that we do like, uh, lines and what have you. So if you've not seen the movie, go ahead, pause at this moment, and uh, come back and finish up after you've watched it. Washington, Pratt, Hawk, Lee, D'Onofrio. Garcia Rulfo, Seinsmeyer. They are the Magnificent Seven. A town in peril. A widow seeking redemption. That man murdered my husband, slaughtered in cold blood. But I'll take revenge. I need more than a few to help us fight. When your town faces danger, when no one else will help, it's going to take the bravest and strongest team ever assembled. Will our heroes be able to save the town? Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but the Magnificent Seven. Okay, Keith, uh, you have some quotables. Uh, you, you you repeated some some of the lines during the movie. I really so there's a joke about um, going good so far, something along the lines of that, and I liked how they kept bringing that up because y- you know they're in a, a shit situation. So like, oh, how, how are things going? Oh, they're going all right so far, but because you know things might get worse at some point, and I like I like the reoccurring theme of that. So that, I thought that was good. Um, I liked how Red Harvest, um, you know, he's he's a Native American Com- Comanche, 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 and uh, Denzel, uh, his character Chisholm, they they speak a little bit of the that native tongue together. And there's a point where he's like, "Do you speak the white man's English?" You know, he, and he responds, "Some." And then later on, it is revealed that you know, um, to the others at least, that he can indeed speak English. And they're like, "Oh, you can speak English?" And he's like, "Some." So I like that. You know, some of those callbacks to the jokes, just like you're you're saying. He was quiet the whole movie up until the point where he when he speaks English again, and they were like, "What?" And it's it's because some some has to come back into play so many times. Yeah. Um, let me see. What are some? Uh, what are some of your favorite scenes? What do you think about the um, the very first time that the Magnificent Seven comes to what? What is it called? Red Creek or something? Or Ro- Ruby, Ruby, yeah, Ruby? Ruby Creek? Ruby? I don't know. I don't know. When they come to the town to kind of take over and kill all those deputies, what do you think about that scene? I liked how it was Denzel's character, and then the Asian there there's not a single white person to be seen so you know back in this time era people are like what are these two people doing here and the way they explained or not explained but the way they showed everyone else around it, it was an ambush they were setting up an ambush in this town that they just got to it, it it was a good scene it showed it kind of showed off all of their abilities how badass they were I thought it was really tense and um you know James Horner uh scored this uh with with another guy I, I forget the other guy's name but I thought the score was pretty good. It set up the the tension between the two sides really well. Um, there was this one guy who um, I, I recognize his face, but I don't know his name. He's one of the guys that they uh, you know keep alive so he can go tell Bogue you know what happened. See, I don't know how he survived because they let the sheriff go 
because, well, the sheriff is a piece of shit because he sold out. And they're like, drop your badge. You don't deserve this anymore. The guy who they show back at um, Bogue's, you know, mansion or whatever, I I don't know how he got back there. Like, th- th- I thought he would have been one of the first people killed because Pratt was like, you're going to get killed by the world's, or you're going to get murdered by the world's greatest lover. Because, like, it was between the two of them. And I thought for sure Pratt wasn't going to let him get away. Yeah, that that was a, a missed opportunity there. Just is such a great line, and he doesn't really get his comeuppance until like towards the end, which was again wasn't really earned. And the line never comes back into play. Like like after you kill the guy, or you know after you wound him, where he's you know mortally wounded, you need to say like you know the world's greatest love or something along the lines to play up to the line that you said earlier. I wonder if it's something that's left on the cutting room floor. I mean, this movie does clock in at two fifteen. What do you think about the pacing of the movie? Um, I thought the pacing was good, but like I said, they had to keep the pace going because, you know, it's such a long movie. And so they really cut out a lot of character development, I thought. But for, you know, it's 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 a one shot, you know, and it's two hours, 15 already. So they kind of can't build too many characters. They have to move so fast. Now, um, what are some of your favorite uh, character introductions um, of the Magnificent Seven? I do... I, I thought the introduction of uh, Chisholm, uh, again played by Denzel, I thought that one was kind of cool. And that in that very scene, we also meet Faraday, played by Chris Pratt. I didn't like how they got to know each other. Um, I, I thought that was a little sloppy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to think. I think my favorite introduction was probably Billy Rocks. And Billy, Billy Rocks was the best. They they have a duel, and then like he's like, I don't even need this gun. I had no idea where they were going with that. Like, why did he take off his gun belt? What the hell is about to happen? And then just out of nowhere, yeah, he was he was one of my favorite characters. Sam and Pratt stole the movie for me. Yeah, for those that don't know, he played um, Storm Shadow in the in the GI Joe movies. Uh, at least the first one. I don't really remember the second one much. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was in the second one. Storm Shadow becomes a good guy in the second one. Oh, of, of course, uh, because movie. Because um, ninja. Yeah, because ninja Asian hashtag Asian. Uh, yeah. So Billy Rock's introduction. There's this duel, and I think uh, him and this other gentleman. They're supposed to shoot at some cans behind each other. There's like a bottle behind them. It's like you know, like you know old school you know gunslinger thing you know you draw your gun and shoot the guy but since they're just doing it for a bet they're not actually trying to kill each other they're shooting a bottle you know like on a post behind him and and then like there's a judge saying this guy won this guy's bottle blew up first but then the guy you know loses and he throws a tantrum and then like they're like let's do it for real and then yeah he he just goes off so do you think they were hustling him um no because um ethan hawk's character was his like his trainer, I guess, so to speak, you know, like, and, um, it was, it was, it was a bad, I don't think they were hustling because I, I don't think they intend, they wanted to kill the guy. Right. I think, cause like they were ready to walk away and the guy couldn't stand the fact that he lost to an Asian cause you know, he's superior cause he's white. Um, it, cause like, and then once they realize, you know, who Ethan's Hawk's character is, they're like, Oh, we're sorry. We didn't know. We didn't know he was your man. So it, I don't think they were hustling him. Yeah, uh, I I liked Ethan Hawke. Um, I, I liked his portrayal of his character Good Night. I thought I thought he was pretty good. It, it was he kind of played it a lot like his character from Training Day too. Again, also directed by Anton Fuqua. You mean the the, the Western Training Day that we just saw? Yeah, I didn't like Ethan Hawke's character. I liked him up until they got to the town, and then you like there's a, a big reveal about how you know he's. 
he's had a dream about how if he, you know, he goes into violence again, he's going to die. And so he he's kind of a coward at that point. And after that, I was done with him. I washed my hands of Ethan Hawke's character at that point. Do you think it was like a, kind of like PTSD, perhaps? Maybe. Because, um, you know, like that's not something they were aware of way back then. But, um, you know, they, they mentioned how he had like 23 or 26 confirmed kills and or, or something like that. So um, I, I believe it's haunting. I believe that, you know, he might have something going on. Yeah. Um, now they they got a character um, who is uh, I forgot his name. Was it Vasquez? Is that is that right? Which one? The 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 Texican they called him. Oh yes, the Texican who didn't have enough screen time. Yeah, he he was supposed to be the, the guy who's button heads with uh, uh, Chris Pratt's character who is you know racist in there. Well, they. They were like frenemies, I thought, because like they gave each other a lot of shit, but they were also like the if the if they had other friends in the group, it was each other. They were they were they buddied up a lot, but they were also they also flipped each other shit like guys do. But he he didn't have enough build. I, I didn't think like you you find out that he's the fugitive of the group. But besides that, you're like, why is he a fugitive? What What's going on? Yeah, I I didn't like how they wrote his character because the way Denzel recruits him, he's like, okay, you're wanted. Now, after all this, you know, men will come after you, just not me. You know, that's that's basically your reward. And then at the end, you know, when they're given that uh that last chance, that ultimatum, like, okay, well, you can leave or you can you can stay. He's pretty much like, well, I got nothing else to do. Like, really, you're you're a fugitive. You got plenty you can do. You can like run with your. I don't know if you got money, but there's plenty to do. These people aren't worth your life. You owe them nothing. And you're a bad man. And you're getting away from this guy who's hunting you just by, by leaving. And he's probably going to die because it's a bad situation. And you're going to stick around. When did you grow a heart of gold? Right. That, yeah, that That's another thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, did they, the, the characters, most of them were pretty underdeveloped. Um, uh, I, I needed more story from the townsfolk I, I know i keep saying that um but yeah i i think i think thinking back to my score i'll, I'll probably probably keep it about a six and a half i know i was teetering between that and the seven um uh, i don't know maybe uh maybe another watch to see if i like it um you know any more the the second time around I I think this met expectation. Again, the only other thing I was hoping that it was going to be gritty. Like, you know, like we mentioned that some of those action scenes, they, they're pretty, pretty gruesome. You know, we, we get a couple shots in the head and things like that. And uh, the, the, the action and the violence were, were, were good. But you also get scenes where like this guy's getting shot from 300 yards away and, and nothing. He, he falls off his horse. Woo. And like, are they blow up the dynamite and like people fall over? It's it, like, I, I don't know. I expected a grittier movie altogether. Like, I, I wanted to see We Are Soldiers. Okay. Um, I, I do got to say that it is fun, uh, especially, like, the way everything is staged and all the uh, the, the chore- choreographed, um, like, fall downs, you know, like, all of that. I, I thought those were all staged really well. Oh, the fight scenes were great. There's, there's scenes where, like, Denzel comes out and he, he, he shoots a guy, you know, and, like, pistol whips another guy at the same time with his rifle and then you know as he's pistol whipping he's reloading his rifle and shoots a third guy i mean there there was great choreography going on that, that wasn't a problem at all uh of these characters do you think it would have been better if some of them were played by somebody else like like denzel i feel like like you probably think denzel should have been somebody else a different actor 
it just it's just to me that he always plays the same character there was no westernization to his character in this movie at all and it just i i, I felt I, I don't want to spoil anything too much well we're, 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 we're in the spoiler in, section i felt like he should have died i felt like like his character should have died and maybe passed the torch to one of the younger characters. Cause like this was his mission. This was why he was returning to this town was because to get, get revenge for his family. And so it was, he should have got that died in the process. And then like, you know, one of the younger guys been like, Oh no, you know, this guy who we just met, Oh, we'll take over for him. But that didn't happen. Yeah. I, I I thought it was kind of not funny, but I thought it was an interesting choice. Uh, that the three remaining, right? Three remaining were were minorities. Yes, that's uh, yeah, the three. Um, you, you like you know that some of them have to die. It, it can't be a realistic movie if all seven of them, you know, live. But here, you know, forty town people die. So I I had no problem with them dying. But yeah, I think it was all the minorities lived there. Uh, well, the Asian died. The Asian died yeah, yeah, that that was a little sad. Uh, <laughs> a little close to home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, any final thoughts of the movie? Eh. <laughs> it wasn't bad, like I said. I, I'm glad I saw it. You know, it was it, it met my expectations. It didn't exceed them though. Yeah, I, I'm in the I'm in the exact same boat. All right, so that's the, the end of our uh instant take. Uh we're actually sitting in the car right now. We had just finished the movie, so outside the theater yeah yeah so we like literally just got out of the movie and started recording so um yeah keith i want to thank you again for joining me on this review anytime it was fun yeah so uh if you guys want to check out some of my other content you can visit followingfilms.com i host this show hydrate level four and original remake um one of our recent episodes that's been getting uh, a lot of positive feedback uh, was that I interviewed actor Gabriel Jarrett, uh, who uh, played Mitch Taylor in the 1985 movie Real Genius, uh, which also starred Val Kilmer. And uh, I also do We Got Five at CoreTenParts.com, um, which is a weekly list show that I do with my co-host Devin in. If you're a fan of Back to the Future, I cover the animated series over at BaronSpace.com with my co-host Albie. So until the next episode, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level 4. (laughs) 